Smash Theory. Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. Oh! It's <laughs> <laughs> a good banjo noise. <laughs> I didn't know that, that was what it was, so I'm going to have to say no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, you just went, oh, which could be so many things. A banjo does that all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh. you, uh, you go in for a long jump, you squat, you leap, he goes, oh. <laughs> Anyway, welcome. And then Kazooie goes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the the hero and Banjo Kazooie episode of a Smashing Theory. Yes. This one's a little old school. Uh, for those of you that have been with us for a while, or I guess those of you that haven't, mm-hmm. uh, a Smashing Theory started as a podcast where we predicted the roster of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, before it came out, right, and uh, and the way we would do that is we'd take each franchise and sort of go through the stuff that has already been included in Smash from that franchise, mm-hmm. and then predict what what of that franchise would be an ultimate. So recently at E3, the hero from Dragon Quest and Banjo Kazooie from Banjo Kazooie uh, got announced as characters. Yes. And what we're going to do is predict what other stuff from those franchises could be included in their respective updates. It'll be just like old times. Yes, the the nostalgia is already welling up inside me. Yes, and we're kicking things off with two heroes that, while different, go together in an intriguing way, like peanut butter and jelly. Which which one's the peanut butter? Um, I think Banjo's the peanut butter because he sounds like he has peanut butter in his mouth whenever he talks. <laughs> yeah. And hey, then... hey, Banjo has a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, and then oh! The... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, the hero is jelly because slimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty thank, good. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, before we get into that discussion, we always do corrections from the previous episode. Yes, we do. There's just one this time. And really, it's more of a clarification than sure. a correction. Uh, Those can be the same thing. I said I was playing Let It Die for free. Right. This is a game that's very similar to Danganronpa and, and Zero Escape. The way I was saying it, I realized it could be interpreted as the game isn't free, but I'm playing it for free. Right. Uh, the original release of Let It Die uh, was a freeware release. Okay. And the fan translation is uh, licensed, maybe isn't the right word, but it is approved by the creator of the game. Okay. Like, yeah, the creator of the game knows it exists and is happy that it does exist. Okay. Um, and, like, the creator doesn't speak English well enough to right. know whether or not it's, a, it's an accurate or worthy translation. Sure. But he does... He does approve the fact that it exists at the very least. I bet that if he did know English well enough, he would make them stop making all the laughs. Mwahaha. Yeah, that, that's what I would do. If, <laughs> <laughs> if I were the creator of the game, then that's the first thing I'd ask for. But I'd say good job otherwise. Right, yes. Anyway, yeah, that's that's the corrections. Okay, uh, good job. We made it. Yeah. Woo! Not, not much news. Um. I guess one notable thing mm-hmm. is that we got a prediction right from a previous episode. Hmm. 
we said that Luigi's Mansion would get a release date. Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion 3 would get a release date of around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then guess when the release date is. I mean, I, it's it's literally Halloween. Yeah! Which is why I don't know why you're being that cocky. Like, you didn't say it would literally come out on Halloween. It was some pretty good shit, Daniel. <laughs> it was some pretty good shit. I'd, I'd say we got that pretty right, but I did... I did not see actual Halloween as the release date coming. I thought I thought they'd give it like a week or two, you know, like beforehand, so people would have time to buy it by Halloween. I, on the other hand, am going to say that I'm double right. <laughs> you gotta take these things when they come uh, to you, Daniel. Uh, opportunism at its finest. We're not opportunists here, Sean. I'm double right. <laughs> I guess I should say I'm not an opportunist here. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's very much in the school of you can't prove that I didn't predict exactly that. I mean, I <laughs> defy you to find some kind of a recording <laughs> where I say what my thoughts are on the release date <laughs> and prove that I didn't do that. <laughs> I defy you to find one. You're, you're right. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. Oh, man. You better just give up now. So I guess we can move on to the meat of the episode, then. Now that we have established my superiority, we certainly can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alright. First up is Dragon Quest. Yes. The hero is coming this summer. So, uh, first of all, I guess we should say when we think we're going to get this update, right? The Mm, the DLC Pack 2, right? What What are your thoughts? My thoughts is that we're getting it next week. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think uh I think we'll get like a DLC pack 2 like explanation video mm-hmm. uh the 29th or 30th of July. Okay. And then a release of that pack by the 31st. Okay. Yeah. Uh I I think that uh, I I like that prediction. I don't really have any particular feeling about when uh, the hero's coming out, so I guess it's as good to me as any other date you might pick yeah. that's coming out. My my backup guess is that they will they will drop him for Evo. Okay, cool. But I I kind of have different thoughts for how Nintendo and Smash is going to handle Evo. Hmm, okay. Um, which we may talk about in the near future. No. Oh. However, um if we don't get it next week, then I feel like Evo is where we're going to get it. Okay. Um, when exactly is Evo again? When is that? Evo is two weeks from now. Okay, gotcha. Right, uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I, just just to add some spice to our deliberation, I'll say that um, we get an announcement of the release date at Evo, but it will in fact come out during the last week of August. Okay, interesting. And I should clarify, it's not really... uh, Especially by the time people listen to this episode, Evo isn't two weeks from now, it's uh, it's August 2nd through August 4th. Okay, right, right, right. So a little more than a week, really. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, really, an an Evo announcement is very possible, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think it will release within a week of Evo at at the very latest. Okay. I think we're getting it pretty soon. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Um, I just do things to do them, <laughs> as we all know. Uh, so let's break down what could be in that DLC Pack Two update. Sounds good. You'll have to help me out with this a little bit because you are more familiar with Dragon Quest than I am. Right. A, a little more. I would not call myself an expert. Sure. I've uh, I've played 
like four games in the franchise. Okay. I've played through like like a sample size mm-hmm. of the very first Dragon Quest game. Uh, I played Dragon Quest four. Okay. Like a, a good chunk of that. I played a good chunk of five. I played a good chunk of seven. I played Dragon Quest Nine for a good amount as well. Okay. I haven't beaten any of those games because they're all like a hundred hours long. Yeah. And uh they can be they can they can really punish you for not grinding enough. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh conversely, I played Dragon Quest Eight for about three or four hours, realized how much I was going to have to grind to like beat the first dungeon uh-huh. and then returned it to the GameStop where I bought it. <laughs> uh the most time that I've put into a Dragon Quest game is I played Builders a decent amount. Okay. Um and that's that's uh that's about that. That's about my experience with that franchise. I've I've also played a good amount of Builders. Um so really, including Builders, that's six Dragon Quest games I've played. Okay. Uh, I I think the franchise is really cool. I think it's really charming, and uh, and sometimes like when I have like an old school mm-hmm. RPG like itch that needs scratching, Dragon Quest scratches that itch really good. Okay, I think that uh, there's an extent to which, at least for the more classic Dragon Quest games, I miss the boat a little bit, um, and it may be too late for me to seriously get into them. But I've heard really good things about Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that may be worth checking out at some point in the future. We'll see. Yeah, I'll probably be picking that up when it comes out for the Switch. Right. For a split second, when, when you were like, uh, when it comes to those old Dragon Quest games, I kind of missed the boat. Like, I was thinking of like, oh, well, I mean, there's boats in all kinds of Dragon Quest games. You don't, <laughs> have, to, you don't have to miss the boat. Yeah, you know, Dragon Quest Data, I couldn't find the boat. <laughs> I have no idea if there is even water in that game, let alone <laughs> boats. I truly do not know. All I know is that I like Yangus. Yangus he, is cool. He was funny. Yeah, Yangus is cool. Yeah. And he got like his own spin-off game in Japan. Right. Yeah. Which is great. Good good going, guys. Good choice. <laughs> so, one thing we know we're getting in mm-hmm. DLC Pack 2 is the hero. Right. Right. A character representing several different Dragon Quest games. Yes. The hero has basically four different character costumes, mm-hmm. each with two colors. Right. And each of those costumes represents a hero from a different Dragon Quest game. There's Luminary from Dragon Quest XI. Okay. There's Erdrick from Dragon Quest III. Mm-hmm. There's Solo from Dragon Quest IV. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the the hero in Dragon Quest VIII's default name is Eight. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm great at naming things. Uh, it's not a skill that I really think about very often. I do think that... If I were on the creative team for Dragon Quest VIII, I might have been able to come up with a different name. <laughs> I don't know what it would be, but it probably would not have been eight. Well, they <laughs> Dragon Quest wasn't doing great in the states. They're probably just like, <laughs> what, what do we, what do we need? Well, let's just name them eight. This game's not going to sell <laughs> in the United States anyway. <sighs> uh, Good job, guys. And uh, each alt color for those characters kind of reference. Uh, different Dragon Quest characters as well. For example, one of the characters has a costume that makes them look kind of like the hero from Dragon Quest V. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. So, that's nice. Yeah, that's cool. It's like uh, it's like the Animal Crossing villager, but with swords. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, they're exactly the same. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Glad, I'm glad that you agree with that and that I absolutely guessed the release date for Luigi's Mansion 3 completely correctly. <laughs> We're really, uh, you're really coming around to my point of view on a lot of things, and uh, that's great. 
That narrative is unchangeable. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about why Tactics Ogre is the greatest game of all time in about 30 minutes. Anyway, uh... (laughs) So the hero looks pretty cool. Uh, At first glance, he might seem like a fairly standard sword person, Mm -hmm. but upon really studying the reveal trailer, uh, Hero's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, he seems interesting. Yeah. The big thing that Hero seems to have is a spell menu that he can select different spells from. Right. Amongst the spells seen are the following. Okay. Uh, snooze, which uh, which is a projectile that makes opponents fall asleep. Sure. Bounce, which reflects projectiles. Okay. Crackle slash, a physical slash that freezes opponents. Sure. Kuklang, which encases the hero in metal and prevents him from taking knockback. Alright, guys, we've named our main character. His name is Eight. What should we call this cool ice spell? Uh, how about Kakrackle Slash? You're promoted. <laughs> Zoom, uh, which, you know, I, I think that was kind of uh, a fun moment in the trailer where you just see him, like, yeet himself upwards, <laughs> right? Right, right. Kamikaze, which self-destructs the hero and does massive damage to nearby opponents. Hmm. That'll be fun uh, competitively, you know? Yeah. Like, you've got two stock, they've got one stock. Just and then detonate you just, yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, sizzle, which was seen in the selection menu, but the it was not used at any point in the trailer. Okay. And Psych Up, uh, another move that may not have been seen during the trailer, hmm. although some people think that maybe uh, it's something that, like, buffs the character's attacks, because okay. there's one point where, like, all the characters' attacks kind of have the zoom-in effect because uh, they're, more, they're more powerful and right. strong. So maybe Psych Up does that. Okay. All those spells mm-hmm. seem to be in his moveset. And also, he has a final smash where he summons every Dragon Quest hero that isn't playable. Right. And they all do a big old slash together. And we all know how I love final smashes like that. <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't have like a big debate about it in a previous episode no where you you were really you, <laughs> yeah you loved it you that was great hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah i uh, i think hero is going to be pretty cool actually yeah i'm uh, i'm looking forward to seeing the ways in which people who are much better at smash than i am are able to use you know the hero i think there'll be some cool tricks yeah i agree with that so I don't think we're predicting that any other characters from Dragon Quest will be playable. No, I don't. I can't imagine. Well, you know, if they threw Yangus in there, I'd be okay with that. But <laughs> well, uh, I don't maybe we'll talk about happening. that in a, in a hot sec. I don't think we'll talk about him being a character you can control with your hands. Or will we? A wink. Uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the stage. Yeah, the stage seems to be Yggdrasil's altar okay. from uh, from Dragon Quest Eleven. Okay, it's a big old tree. Sure, as you would expect. And if the you stage... know things about uh, Norse mythology? Does that mean Norse? I, I think it might be Norse, yeah. yeah. That does sound pretty Norse, yeah. Cool. Still. Yeah. Um, it's a big old tree, and the stage appears to be a traveling stage, wow. where like the platform kind of starts in front of the tree and then kind of moves around it and stops in different places. Uh, kind of like a, a Dragon Quest flavor Delfino Plaza, almost. Okay. Just I'm just imagining like the Delfino Plaza music, like yeah, just like flying around a tree. 
Uh, please continue. Yeah, it looks like there's a big old like windfish looking thing flying around in the background. Okay. Looks like slimes sure. are on the stage. Good. Uh, slimes are either on the stage or they're part of the hero's taunt. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That'd be cool if you could just like spawn a slime and then, I don't know, throw it for, you know, point one damage or something. <laughs> the the Luigi taunt. <laughs> right, of, yeah. Yeah. That that would the be the ranged fun. version of the Luigi taunt. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great to just KO someone with that. <laughs> but yeah, that that's that stage looks fine. I Dragon Quest Eleven is currently one of the games I have not played in the Dragon Quest franchise, so there's not much I can comment on what I think will sure will happen on the stage, but it, it it looks like a solid stage. Okay. Yeah. So now we can get into stuff that we don't know everything about or we don't know you know so much about that there's not much to comment on. Sure. And that is the soundtrack. Right. So there were a couple tracks in the Heroes trailer. Mm-hmm. There was the Overture of Dragon Quest. Right. Uh, the version that played was from the Dragon Quest Three Symphonic Suite. Ah, uh, okay. And there was also a track called Adventure, which is the overall theme of Dragon Quest Three, and that version was also from the Dragon Quest Three Symphonic Suite. Now the Overture is that the uh, like dun 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 dun. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's that track. Um, <clears throat> And it's interesting, I'm not sure how bold I want to be with predictions for what other tracks Hmm. we'll get, Mm -hmm. because this is a Square Enix franchise. Right. And we have one other Square Enix franchise to look at in terms of Smash representation, and that's Final Fantasy VII. Right. Which I I think we've litigated that previously, but for the uninitiated, there's not a lot of representation in terms of the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Midgar stage has two tracks. Both of them are direct rips from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Uh, So the fact that the two Dragon Quest tracks we heard are at least, like, kind of orchestrated versions Mm -hmm. that aren't ripped directly from the game uh, is is already more effort than they've put into Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. So, I I feel like there'll be a little more leeway, but not a lot. Okay. I think the soundtrack list is going to be smaller than Persona's, mm-hmm. and that we might get a new arrangement or two. Okay. But I'm not holding my breath for that. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if there were no new arrangements. Okay. But here here's my guess... Of a possible rearrangement, sure. I think, I think we could see a rearrangement of the save music. Oh, uh, okay. Like the. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually recognize that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it'd be cute if we got like kind of an actiony rearrangement of that from maybe mm-hmm. like uh, Yasunori Matsuda or something. I'm a big fan of like when the Smash soundtrack takes songs that you don't necessarily think like it would be really rad to fight to this song and then yeah. make them into that kind of song. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. If I could choose uh, any original compositional work to be uh, in uh, Smash from the, I almost said Fire Emblem, Dragon <laughs> Quest franchise. Yeah. They've got quite enough Fire Emblem representation. <laughs> you don't need any more. From the Dragon Quest franchise, I think I would actually just want like a battle theme medley. Yeah, you know? oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, start with the first game, do little snippets of each one all the way up to 11, loop it over. Yeah, that, that'd that be cool. And I could I could see them maybe doing that and 
and like advertising it as a new track even though it uses no like, uh, new arrangements at all yeah 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 they literally like it's just an audio engineer like copy pasting uh-huh and they're like hey oh new track. <laughs> we did it yeah Woo. new arrangement for you seven dollars <laughs> yeah hopefully it's not that yeah i i agree but i i think you're onto something at the same time okay so, each DLC pack is implied to also get DLC spirits. Right. Aside from, you know, spirits for some of, like, the the different Dragon Quest heroes and stuff, obviously. Uh-huh. I, I think what they'll do for Dragon Quest is kind of have some iconic characters from throughout the franchise as as different spirits you can unlock. Okay. Uh, I think the standouts would probably include uh, Torneko. All right. He's a character from Dragon Quest Four. He's this tubby blue man. Sure. Uh, he's got this big blue mustache, and he has had several spinoff games. Wow. He's actually had Mystery Dungeon spinoff games. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I was aware of that. Yeah. Yes. He's he's a merchant in Dragon Quest Four, and the the Torneco Mystery Dungeon games kind of have him running a shop. I think in addition. Oh, to his... and like delving to like get the items he's selling. That yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I could be wrong about that. Okay. So I think there will definitely be a Torneco DLC spirit. Sure. Maybe involving, like, a lot of items on the field or something. That'd be cool. I think there'll be a Yangus DLC spirit. My boy! Because Yangus is a pretty popular character. He got his own spin-off game and all that. Okay. Um, I think Bianca from Dragon Quest V, one of your romance options in that game, ah. will be a DLC spirit because she's a really iconic character. Okay. And possibly also the other romantic option, Flora, could be in there as well. All right. Uh, I think out of all the Dragon Quest XI characters that aren't the hero, mm-hmm. I feel like Claudio is the most popular. Okay. Uh, he's kind of the guy with kind of the... He doesn't have a pompadour, but he has pompadour energy. <laughs> uh, he okay. has like that He has like that slicked back, like, black hair. Uh, okay, and right, he's like, right. I'm fabulous, everyone. You know, uh, like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yugi boy. <laughs> I, I know that's not what you're going for, but well, that's, that's where my mind landed. That's, that's okay. <laughs> So I think Claudio, as a DLC spirit, could be fun. Okay. I think that'd be a cute inclusion. And finally, the the slime. Right, of course. Just, just a slime spirit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That self-explanatory. I think that'd be good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah. Maybe like a like a blue Kirby is the is the opponent <laughs> representing the slime. Oh, that'd be really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any DLC spirits in mind? Uh, don't they have like king slimes aren't they like bigger slimes there are bigger slimes yeah i'll just throw that in there because i don't know enough to make any (laughs) other predictions maybe the slime could evolve into a right right. there you go because you can have the the there were no there were no spirits that you could evolve for the persona Hmm, okay dlc spirits but i i feel like there should be you know i feel like those should exist so, in addition to DLC spirits, we'll probably get some me costumes as part of the DLC pack. Like, not literally as part of the DLC pack to update, sure. but alongside it as, like, separate purchases. Right. Kind of like how for the Persona DLC pack, we also got some Persona costumes that we could buy mm-hmm. and some Sonic costumes because Sega. Sure. So, I think we will at the very least get the Square Enix costumes from Smash 4. Okay. Uh, as a, like, they, they will return. Right. Those things were a Chocobo hat mm-hmm. and a Mii Gunner costume for Gino from Super Mario RPG. Cool. 
I think maybe we'll also get some Dragon Quest stuff added. Okay. Definitely a slime hat. Oh, the, yeah, that's inevitable. Yeah. But also maybe sword fighter costumes for Torneco and Yangus specifically. Okay. Which is what I meant when I said maybe we'll see a playable Yangus after all. Well, that's still incorrect. <laughs> How? Why? I mean, you know, I, you wouldn't say, like, oh, Gino's in the game because he's got a costume. You'd just piss off Gino fans doing that. Well, sure, but, you know, then you'd have some pissed off Gino fans playing as Gino. <laughs> they shake right here, like, oh, why? Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I think I said, you know, like, kind of, or in a fashion. Right, right. Something along those lines. Yeah, I think we were just, we were operating uh, under different assumptions of what playable would mean when <laughs> well, we made our respective statements. Well, uh, whose fault is that? Yours. No. <laughs> uh, finally, other potential additions that the DLC pack could have. Uh-huh. I think maybe this update will have the home run contest. In it. Finally, the home yeah. run contest. Yeah, I think we'll get home run contest. Nice in the summer update in the okay. DLC pack two. Yes, and there'll be an alternate mode where you're hitting a slime. No, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny, but I don't think so. No, me neither. Yeah, so those those are the DLC pack two predictions and thoughts I have. Anything to add? I don't think so. I think that that's a solid list of stuff. Me too. All right. Then let's move forward to the fall DLC pack. Mm-hmm. DLC pack three, which is Smash Bros. Cross Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, please! Yuck! I get worse oh. at doing that every time somehow. Ooh. I become increasingly Banjo. incapable of of going that high. Mama Bear! Oh! Ooh! Ah. Oh! Ah. <laughs> oh! Mm. Ah. So, so Banjo Kazooie. Yep. Uh, he's Banjo. He he is, and she's Kazooie. Yes. And they'll be in the game, and uh, I think there's like, it seems like there's less to speculate about the move set. Yeah. Like we we got a lot of footage of what was happening there. Yeah, you know, like shooting the eggs as a gun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love that that moment in the trailer and of course it's getting like circulated around you know um where for his smash attack banjo just grabs kazooie and (laughs) swings her and slams her on the ground (laughs) it's so great it's just peak banjo kazooie yeah and i really really appreciate that particular aspect of their moveset my my favorite part of their moveset is like kazooie runs across the screen <laughs> with like banjo just yeah, like yeah. pointing upwards that's good yeah i i really like that but yeah de- definitely got that banjo spirit down i think oh uh, yeah yeah i think banjo kazooie is going to be a lot of fun the stage that they're on is spiral mountain of course and uh and you can kind of see you can see bottles there and you can see gruntilda flying around right uh bottles being an nerdy mole and yes. uh Gruntilda being an evil witch. Yeah, big big green witch. Yes. And uh and also Mumbo Jumbo's there. Right. Mumbo Jumbo's also in the background of the stage. So yeah, it, it kinda seems to be like like the, the spiral mountain is kind of like at at the center and you're fighting on it, but uh-huh. other like other aspects kind of like get added in as you fight on it. Right. Um obviously there wasn't a lot of focus on the stage itself, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As for the soundtrack, we have a rearrangement of the Spiral Mountain theme, rearranged by Grant Kirkhope. 
Woo! Who is the the Banjo Kazooie music guy? Yes, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's it's fantastic that they were able to get him, you know, to uh, to come back and to revisit some classic banjo tunes. Yeah, that's that's really great. Um, for new tracks now. Now I I have a bit more Dragon Quest experience than you do, sure. But you have more Banjo Kazooie experience than I do. That's true. I've played the first fifteen minutes <laughs> of both Banjo games, Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. I played those on Mirror Replay, and that's pretty much my my Banjo experience. I, on the other hand, have played more than that of both. I don't. I can't really quantify. I've played more of two than one. Okay. Uh, and I would say that in two, I got like halfway through it. Okay. Uh, so I've got I've got some banjo in my soul. Great. Yeah. Well, we'll have to exercise you later, but for now. <laughs> <laughs> Out, evil spirits! Oh, yuck! <laughs> <laughs> but for now, uh, is there any like iconic banjo music you can think of that uh that should be rearranged or should return for? For the Spiral Mountain stage? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of iconic music in those games. Um, one track that I would really love to see either reinterpreted or just included is the theme from Bubble Gloop Swamp. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, this really interesting kind of jaunty theme that actually uses, like, frogs croaking as part of the instrumentation. Oh, neat! Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a very kind of iconic classic banjo song. And certainly one of the most kind of earwormy themes in the game. Okay. Um, and I think that it'd be really fun to beat people with Kazooie while I'm jamming to that theme. All right. Okay, I'll I'll have to listen to that later. You think that the soundtrack of Mystical Ninja Go Mono for the 64 is really good? And I'm correct about that, so <laughs> my taste in music is impeccable. Let's move on. <laughs> And like you, you even sent me like your favorite track from that game, and like it was fine. So like I, I mean, at this point, you have a you have an anti mystical ninja starring Goemon bias, and I could you, like I could sit that game down, and the gameplay could be identical to Chibi Robo, and you'd be like, "This is okay. Let's move on." <laughs> hey, I. <laughs> I'm not above admitting, like, I'm not above changing my mind on things. Okay. You know? Like, yeah, if, if something's a jammer, it's a jammer. I just, like, I don't know. I don't know about the Mystical Ninja soundtrack specifically. Uh, well, uh, you know, you don't know about a lot of things. And that's one of the things that you, your lack of knowledge is preventing you to come, uh, from coming to a logical and true conclusion. It's definitely not like the biggest ass rose tinted glasses and that's I've okay. ever seen it's in my okay. life. It's okay that you're unable to appreciate the majesty <laughs> that is Mystical Ninja starring going on. It's, it's definitely 64. not the most nostalgic bias I've ever it's seen. It's totally fine <laughs> that in this instance you're completely wrong. Sometimes yeah. that happens to even the most discerning people, even people with the best taste in things. Does it ever happen to you, Sean? <laughs> Sometimes, but not right now. <laughs> uh, so, so, all right. So, gloop, gloop, swamp, bubble, bubble gloop, gloop, swamp, swamp. <laughs> is is a track you'd like in there? Yes. 
here's here's one thing I'd really love. Okay. I don't know the likelihood of it. All right. But one thing I'd really love is as a celebration of Nintendo collaborating with Rare again. Mm-hmm. They both port and rearrange some tracks from Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, that would be great. And make them available on both the Spiral Mountain stage uh-huh. and any Donkey Kong stage. That'd be really, really cool. Yeah. I like that. That's something I'd really love. I'm specifically thinking of, like, the TikTok guy. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Good. No, that, that theme is really good. Yeah, it's catchy as fuck. Yeah. God, it's so like, catchy. There's, like, this YouTube video of this dude just, like, dancing to that theme, <laughs> right? Good. And, uh, God, it's great. So, yeah. I, I just I just want a world where that theme is in Smash Bros. Oh, totally. Yeah. Having said that, if you play as TT, you're cheating in that game. Oh, why? I just want you to know that. He's, like, a, like I, I believe statistically he's, like, the best character, like, in terms of how fast he is. Oh. Yeah. That's stupid. Yep. And so, like, you know, you always, like... You're like you're you're on YouTube. You're like, man, I'm feeling nostalgic, and I just listened to the excellent Mystical Ninja starring Goemon soundtrack. <laughs> Let's keep this train a rolling by watching some Diddy Kong Racing videos, and then everyone's doing like time trials as TT, and you're like, fuck. I see. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. That's an experience that I've had on more than one occasion in that exact order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so DLC spirits. Yeah. I think we'll get two varieties here. Okay. I think we'll get. DLC spirits from Banjo Kazooie. Uh, sure. Uh, specifically, I think Gruntilda, ah, Mumbo Jumbo, uh-huh. and Bottles. Nice. We'll all get spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Second, I think we'll get some rare spirits. I love that idea. Yeah, I think we'll get some spirits that represent games that Rare developed while they were at Nintendo. So like nice. a Conquer spirit, uh-huh. uh, like a Jet Force Gemini spirit. That's maybe just like the three protagonists of Jet Force Gemini together. Okay. Um, I like that. Like the the car or the tank from Blast Corps or whatever. Sure. Maybe a fucking grabbed by the ghoulies spirit. <laughs> like a like a spirit of like Fulgore or Jago from Killer Instinct. Uh-huh. Uh, Joanna Dark. Oh, yeah. Joanna Dark. That'd be uh-huh. a cool spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I think just some like N64 era yeah. rare spirits would be great. That was really like, I mean, you know. I think that Rare has made, you know, excellent games at various times yeah. in uh in time. Uh but when I think of peak Rare, I do think of the Nintendo 64. I think you know? that's valid, yeah. Uh so I think that uh drawing from that particular era of Rare's uh career would be really good. Why do you pronounce that in a British way? You're not even like slightly British. I don't know what you mean, Daniel. <laughs> I think after this is over, I will go draw myself a bath. I don't know. I was watching Mary Poppins Returns earlier today. Maybe I just got infected by Emily Blunt. Oh, how how was that? Really great. Really? I thought actually. I was. I I think part of it is that my expectations were very low, and it blew past them. Oh, hey, that's great. But I thought it was. Yeah, I'm. I'm not quite done, but where I am, I'm, I've got like thirty minutes to go, and I've I've been really pleased. It's, it's like. <laughs> It's like two hours long. It's like a very long movie. <laughs> I just imagine you'd be like, wow, this is really great. And then it gets like the last 20 minutes. And she's like, oh, no, Lin-Manuel Miranda is dead. Time for a 15-minute funeral. <laughs> they just completely ruin it somehow. Yeah. 
Wendell Manuel dies. <laughs> You'll need a cup of tea. Uh, oh no, Mary Poppins, everything's going so wrong. What are we going to do? Well, you know what happens to naughty children. They go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just burning alive. <laughs> when you sign the devil's contract, <laughs> he'll need several children. He'll need several children. They're like singing along. <laughs> And those children are you. This was my plan all along. <laughs> it was your plan. Wait a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, Mary Poppins got like heavy. Yeah, it's uh... Dick Van Dyke's like, what the fuck? <laughs> the, the parts of it that I've seen, and I have faith that the tone will stay pretty consistent throughout the remainder of the movie, are are very good. In particular, there's, you know, kind of hearkening back to the first movie, there's a part where they do a combination of live action and animation uh that is very cool and uh neat yeah i've i've really been enjoying the movie nice good so me costumes yes me costumes <laughs> uh i think instead of like any banjo related me costumes we'll also get like rare, rare or maybe sure. even microsoft related me costumes that'd be cool the one thing i can think of is a is a brawler uh, a me brawler costume for conquer <laughs> i do like him as a brawler i think yeah. that suits his personality yeah that's good um you know i like i don't think i'm going to predict these but i feel like i should mention them okay a uh a cuphead me gunner costume <laughs> uh-huh and a minecraft steve sword fighter costume okay yeah I uh I like the minecraft steve sword fighter idea instead of him being a actual character <laughs> yeah yeah I think they're possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cuphead is more likely than Minecraft. Steve. Mm, interesting. I was I was thinking the other way around. Like they made a big deal out of Cuphead being on the Switch and all that. Right. So, sure, that's so, true. So I can see them continuing that collaboration in that way. Okay. Uh, but basically, yeah. Like so far, Nintendo has really played up the fact that this is a collaboration between Nintendo and Rare, uh-huh. and not necessarily a collaboration between Nintendo and Microsoft. Sure. So I, I don't know if they're going to cross the, here's just some Microsoft stuff. Barrier. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And they might be saving that stuff when Minecraft Steve is playable in the next DLC pack. Oh, God. <laughs> if you say so. In terms of other additions, I think they're going to add some features to uh, to Smash World. Okay. But I'm not sure exactly what features. Right. I'm, I'm kind of blanking on what they could do to flesh that out more. Sure. But uh, but I feel like they'll try. Okay. Yeah, and any any more banjo slash rare slash Microsoft thoughts? Uh, you know, since I like to get in one completely wild and implausible prediction per episode, uh-huh. uh huh. I'm going to say that uh, at the end of Banjo's arcade ladder, there's going to be a boss fight with Gruntilda. Ooh, oh, that's really good. Cool. That'd be cool. I'd like that. Me too. Here's actually a thought. Okay. What? Are the heroes and Banjo's arcade ladder is going to be called? Oh yeah. And what do you think their themes are going to be? Oh man, that's a really good question. Are there enough characters that are just talking animals that that could be his entire arcade ladder? Um, or not even talking animals, but like you could do like Duck Hunt, you could do Fox, Falco, and Wolf. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is there anybody else? Who else is there? I mean, there's all the Pokemon. Oh, yeah, there's Animal Crossing. There's Animal you do Crossing. Is- Is- Isabel. Yeah, there's Isabel. You could bust out uh, the-, the Kongs. Sure. And actually, the Kongs kind of... Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, 
I'll say that the arcade ladder will be called something like uh, Citizens of Spiral Mountain. It'll just have a bunch of like talking animal characters. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I think the arcade ladder will have the word rare in it. Oh, yeah, it'll, yeah. It'll be a pun on rare, but I don't know what the pun will be exactly. <laughs> Real awesome, relatable. I didn't say a fucking acronym you always do this Lingo. you always do fucking <laughs> stupid ass and acronyms real and... awesome <laughs> relatable lingo and it'll be all characters that are known to use slang <laughs> like uh the inklings will be in there because they say woo me you know uh-huh. lingo yeah lingo yeah rural real awesome oh whoops wait <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where. where are you? Maybe I think of like rare limited. Oh, um, okay. Real awesome, relatable expressions. There we go. Saved it. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah, it saves. Yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. great now. Snake will be in there because he's always like, uh, Colonel. I'm at the I'm at the drop site. OSP. G. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Click. And then he does his mission. Yeah. Yep. That's uh that's it. That's the archive changing my prediction. What do you think Dragon Quest? <laughs> what is Dragon Quest Hero Arcade Ladder gonna be called? Oh, uh, who knows? Probably some kind of acronym. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I think it'll be called something like a memorable quest. Oh yeah, and it'll just be uh, Dragon Quest Hero fighting a bunch of other JRPG. Characters. Oh right, like Link and Fire Emblem characters and shit. Yeah, maybe not. Oh well, maybe other. I, th- sword I think fighters. Link would fit. You Link, know? Link could fit. Yeah, even, even though he's not necessarily in an RPG. Yeah, but I, I think I think at the very least other like JRPG characters like Cloud and Shulk and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um I'll I'll say that uh the word hero will be in it and it'll be like you fighting kind of like protagonists. Okay. Um that uh, that must undertake epic quests of some kind or another. Okay, like Link. Yeah, like Link, Marth, uh I don't know, whoever else. Yeah. Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it's just about fighting dragons and you fight like Ridley and Charizard. That would be really funny. Yeah. Rathalos is the final boss. Ooh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sweet. Okay, well, unless you have anything else to add about either franchise. I don't think so. I'm just glad that we got to talk about my favorite development studio, Rarl. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> Me three. Let's open some listener mail. Okay. Garrett D. Garrett D. Says... Can't wait for the next episode. Here's a listener mail, I guess. <laughs> Would there be any Dragon Quest-related evidence to suggest that some powers for Hero are only present in certain costumes? Oh. That seems crazy, but I'm all for it if it ends up that way. Hmm. I I like that idea. I like them doing kind of a, like, like how the Ninja Turtles were in Injustice 2. You know, yeah. that'd be pretty neat. That that would be neat, uh, but I would say there's actually evidence to the contrary. Okay. Um, Sakurai mentioned in like a Famitsu article or something uh-huh. that basically when when you play as the hero, the spells on your list are random. Uh oh. Yeah. Huh. Um, 
That's interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like it basically you get a random selection of four whenever you call up the menu. Oh, okay, and it's right, not right. Like, and it's not like four static random spells that you get for the whole match. Right. That, that'd be kind of wild. Yeah, right? that would be... Well, I, I can tell you that it would be... The competitive community would hate that. Oh, you know? yeah, they, yeah. They'd be loaded. <laughs> and, and, in that, and in that case, I would kind of agree with them. I was actually a little bit justified. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think randomized based on the menu is not as bad. Yeah, so I so I don't think that will happen, but that would have been cool, I think. Like be, having a different spell list for each hero. It'd be neat if they had like different effects somehow, you know? Uh-huh. Uh like maybe the the hero from the first Dragon Quest that's kind of like pixelated or whatever. Huh. Um I, I I I'm not predicting that, but I'd like it. Also the the hero from the first Dragon Quest isn't there. That's not one of the characters. Oh, whoever the fuck, the oldest one. <laughs> Erdrick. Yeah. He's from three. Sure. That guy. I established this. I established this like half an hour ago. It would, yeah. And since then, we've talked about many things, (laughs) including the fact that you're wrong about several (laughs) things. I think it would be cool if Erdrick from Dragon Quest Three had pixelated spell effects. Daniel, Sean's really sassy today, everybody. Oh, woo! Anyway, thanks, Garrett. Yeah, uh, thank cool, you. cool thought. I'm sorry that probably won't pan out. Yeah, but I, yeah, I also I like the way your brain's working. So last episode, Sean, <laughs> Sean told people to send me emails letting me know that they've sent me a tweet. Yep. Uh, instead, I got a tweet letting me know that I got an email. You know, person who did that, I admire your spirit. But you did get it completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Better luck next time. Be <laughs> anyway, got an email from Unsaxon51, who okay. usually tweets at us. Right. He says, greetings, Sean and Daniel. I'm sending my first mail rather than tweeting at you because I have so many thoughts about these two characters. Okay. And this is a little lengthy, so I'll just hit some highlights. Sure. Let's start with the impending release of Hero. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm expecting at least six Dragon Quest songs. Wow. Though hopefully we'll get more than that. Hmm. We're already guaranteed the two themes heard in the trailer, and I'd be shocked if we didn't get at least one track of DQ battle music. Right. Maybe we'll get a medley of all the different versions? <laughs> wow, look at that. We are on the same wavelength except for when you defied my instructions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's Action 51. You can contact us however you want, for the record. <laughs> thing for Hero I want to touch on is moveset. We've already seen a lot of what he can do, but it's still a little mysterious on how all those things work. Hmm. Personally, I think he's going to have four spell options for each special move, with stronger ones costing more MP. Ah. I also think the most basic version of his up special will cost zero MP, so that he always has at least one recovery option. Unlike certain other spell sword characters, cough, Robin, cough. <laughs> Question for you guys: Which hero skin do you plan to use? I'm going with Solo, the Dragon Quest IV version, since that is my personal favorite Dragon Quest game. I'm probably going to go with Eight, <laughs> uh, because just that's that is the Dragon Quest character out of those characters that I have played as at all. I I'll probably pick either Solo or Eirdrick. All right. Uh, Solo is the one in that batch that I have played a game uh, <laughs> that includes him. Right. And Erdrick, I think, just has a really iconic design. Sure. Uh, now for the real meat and potatoes, says on Saxon 51. Mm-hmm. Best in the West edition of the roster, Baron <laughs> Bird. Yeah. 
We've already been blessed by a new Grant Kirkhope song, which includes a lot of homage to the series in general. Beyond that, we should definitely get a remix of the main theme and the Grunthilda battle. Ah, nice. Obviously, any song from Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie is worth putting in, but the one I want more than any other is Rusty Bucket Bay. <laughs> my okay. favorite level from the old games. Nice. Uh, I will say that um, Grant Kirkhope has a great and very distinctive style when he's writing boss themes that's very kind of like bombastic and melodramatic, and I think mm-hmm. that that would be really fun to fight to. Nice. Uh, so I definitely wouldn't uh, snub my nose at the inclusion of a Grant Kirkhope boss theme, whether it's Gruntilda or something else. Last thing on Saxon says... Guys, I'm so excited for the rest of this year. Dragon Quest is a long overdue series that deserves representation, and Banjo was the last Dream Edition to Smash that I had in my mind. <laughs> With him getting in, I literally can't think of any way to make this game better, so I'm pretty interested in who the 4th and 5th DLC characters are going to be. Mm-hmm. Keep up the great work, and I'm looking forward to the next smashing episode on Saxon 51. Thanks for writing in on Saxon 51. Appreciate your thoughts. Yeah, no, good, good stuff. Really good stuff, and yes. I hope I hope your picks get in. Yeah, me too. Hopipaganda on Twitter, also known as Hopip Propaganda, <laughs> tweets in, in a big old thread. Okay. Not predictions on Hero or Banjo specifically, but predictions on what their updates might bring. Ah. With Joker, we got the stage builder, the video editor, and the online area to upload stages and me's and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think for the Hero... We are going to get a boss rush mode, where you go through parts like the Wii U's all-star mode, facing a different boss each time with different health items between the rooms. They could also add new bosses, for example, Porky from Mother 3, (laughs) the only Brawl boss that doesn't have a spirit yet, the Ender Dragon from Minecraft, Skull Kid, and maybe even Meta Ridley from the Wii U stage, (laughs) or any stage boss. And then the final boss could be Taboo from Subspace Emissary. (laughs) And Banjo's update will bring Home Run Contest and Sandman Soccer, which is like the soccer game in Super Smash Flash, where you use the Sandman, I think that's what it's called, (laughs) I think he means the sandbag, Sandbag, to hit into the opponent's goals. Home Run Contest is the same as previous games. Also, Mii costumes will also come alongside the hero, including Gino and others, and Banjo will have character costumes which will be earned in a smash box that everyone will hate because it's essentially loot boxes. (laughs) These boxes will include different character skins like Wedding Bowser, Ninten for Ness, Gooigi, Sword and Shield Trainer, Yarn Kirby, Yarn Yoshi, Black Yoshi, and many more that everyone will complain about until they make each skin $3 each. (laughs) I hope you're wrong about that last thing. (laughs) I, I think you probably are. Uh, it'd be great if you were wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks, Hopip Ganda. I think, I, I do think that at least for Nintendo, uh, they're not dipping their toe into that whole loot box thing. Or at least not off of mobile. Uh, oh, right. At least not outside of mobile. Yeah. Cause you're right. They're, they're gladly doing the whole gotcha thing over in the mobile area. Like right. Like Alien Lost and even Dr. Mario and Fire Emblem Heroes, obviously. Yeah. E- even Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had some gotcha elements. Right. But, but in they... that case it was more like a gameplay component. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was it was all single player and they they never monetized it. There's no way to like 
buy blade boxes right for with real money i don't think so uh, there's there's a lot to digest in your um thread one highlight that i'd like to pick out is that i think home run soccer sounds great that sounds like so much fun you mean sandbag soccer sand, sand uh, yeah, yeah yeah uh sandbag soccer i that sounds like an absolute blast and i would love to be able to play that in smash yeah it it does sound like a lot of fun i i think that nintendo's probably aware enough of super smash flash that they wouldn't like they wouldn't try to do anything that's similar to it in any way sure because that that could be a weird legal question yeah. mark murky territory yeah but that still would be really cool i i like all the examples you had for character alternate costumes mm-hmm. um and i think that'd be really great even if they don't do it in a loot boxy way yeah i'd love to be able to play as wedding bowser <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that'd be excellent uh good listener mail thank you yes. propagambingums thank <laughs> you gambles thanks gambles thanks man <laughs> bear fanks on twitter says, what would you think of an auto-battler-style game like Team Fight Tactics with Nintendo characters? Is there another franchise you think would lend itself better to that style of game? Uh, I... I'm not super on board. Well, you know... So, I think first, uh... First, thank you, Bear Fanks. Yes. Second, we should probably explain, for the uninitiated, like I was before this question, what an (laughs) auto-battler... is and what he means by team fight tactics yes so um team fight tactics is it's kind of a an offshoot of league of legends uh it uses the same characters but for a different game mode but it originated as a mod for dota 2 called auto chess right uh and basically the way the mod works is you can kind of um purchase uh characters from the game with uh gold and then you have them fight against the characters that your opponent has purchased. And if you purchase a certain number of characters, they sort of fuse together to become more powerful versions of themselves. Huh. And so the goal is to uh, kind of configure your army in such a way and position your army in such a way that when the fight starts, they will be able to wipe out the opposing side and you'll be able to win. Auto Chess became so popular that the creators just made their own standalone game called Auto Chess. Uh, and then Riot released Team Fight Tactics, which is just Auto Chess with League of Legends characters. And now Valve either is going to release or has released their own version of Auto Chess. Huh. So it it's, it almost makes me think of like how Amoeba reproduced by like splitting apart you know, like just splitting into two separate things. Right. Like you had Warcraft 3 and then Dota split off from that. Right, And right. then that became, like, Heroes of New Earth and League of Legends and Dota 2. <laughs> and then now you have, like, the mutant grandchild of Warcraft 3, which is, you know, Teamfight Tactics slash Auto Chess. That's... It's very strange. Very strange. Um, having said that... Um, I think that it is unlikely that Nintendo will make any kind of Team Fight Tactics style game. I agree with that. Um, because first of all, I think that it's probably a bit of a flash in the pan. I'm I could be wrong. This could be the next big thing. I mean, yeah, but... I would have thought that League of Legends would have been a flash <laughs> well, in the right. pan. Yeah, but my instinct is that like because I I don't think it's unfair to say about Nintendo that 
you know, they can be uh, slow or maybe more charitably kind of cautious about just like glomming onto fads and making games based on them. Yeah. And so I think that by the time Nintendo might have otherwise thought to themselves, you know, this team fight tactics thing is getting pretty big. Let's let's do something about it. I think people will have moved on from uh, from auto battlers to some other thing. Uh, so I don't think it's actually going to happen. If Nintendo hired me and said, you are in charge of making us an auto battler, uh, I would do a Fire Emblem one. I was going to say, yeah, like out of Nintendo's franchises, Fire Emblem seems like the best fit. Yeah, like I think that it'd be really fun to, you know, be able to kind of buy Lancers over and over again until they become generals and then they become F-Frame or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's I, neat. Yeah, I think that, that would work really well. <laughs> well, I've... <laughs> Why did I start existing? Oh, I see. It's because several generals just like rubbed up against each other. And now I'm here. Where's my sister? <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm only a sword fighter right now. But three of us are going to get together and fuse into your sister. <laughs> That's weirder than our relationship. <laughs> <sighs> so. <laughs> anyway, that's that's how that is. Cool. Well, thanks, Bear Fanks, for, for helping me learn things today <laughs> Yes, about a, a weird video game genre. Yeah, and you know, uh, I should say that, you know, I'm, I'm not someone who plays auto-battlers myself, but I don't necessarily think that means that, you know, they are not worthwhile or bad or anything like that, and if you enjoy them, uh, more power to you. I think they're bad. <laughs> I I don't I don't know enough about them to say anything like that. Right. Um. They they seem interesting. That I also just have a feeling that, uh, like League of Legends, they'd be too weird and complicated for me to really wrap sure. my head around and really delve into. Yeah. Um, I I think that um. With any game that comes about because it was at one time a Warcraft 3 mod, <laughs> there's going to be some janky shit, you know, that's right. going to turn people off. Yeah. And uh, I feel as though that's almost certainly true for Teamfight Tactics. Okay. Uh, and other games like that, in the but, same way that it's true for MOBAs. Yeah, but I'm happy for the people that thinks that, that that's neat. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. That, it seems neat in some ways. Yes. Ah, sister, there you are. Yes, Moments ago, I was three swordsmen. <laughs> now I'm your sister. Let's fight the enemy. <laughs> Mitchie's here. All right. Mitchie says, Hey, Smashing Theory. I was thinking of this theory over the past week, and I know there's not really any episode this could fit into, <laughs> but I think I have a pretty good theory about how sound type would be the new type for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Hmm, okay. So firstly, every second generation without fail has added a new Eevee evolution. <laughs> Gen 2 had Umbreon and Espeon. Okay. Gen 4 had Leafeon and Glaceon. Uh -huh. And Gen 6 had Sylveon. Could Gen 8 have Soundion? <laughs> you may be thinking, well, what's so special about sound type in this situation? Sure, Eevee has had a new evolution every two games. That doesn't mean that there's going to be a sound type. There's still tons of other types, example, like fighting, flying, right? Wrong! <laughs> Eevee has only been getting types that are special types. Oh. Back in Gen 1 and Gen 2, whether a move was physical or special was based on the type of the move, as opposed to the context of the move itself. Right. For example, Fire Punch would have been a special move because oh, it was a fire type move. okay. 
This was later changed to be move specific. Right, right. But back in the day, the special types were fire, grass, water, dark, psychic, electric, ice, and fairy. Huh. So currently, there is no special type left that Eevee could choose. Hmm. Except, what if their new console Pokemon game had a brand new evolution and a brand new type that felt special, say, sound type? Huh. Because sound is obviously not very physical. Also, there could be a bunch of old Pokemon that get the sound type added to them. Uh-huh. Kind of like how Fairy was given to old Pokemon. Some Pokemon lines I can think of are Chatit, Loud Red, Jigglypuff, <laughs> Cricketot, Timpole, Chingling, Noivern, Meloetta, and many others. As soon as he said sound type, I thought of Meloetta, um, and I was trying to think of other examples, so that's a good thought. Yeah. There's also tons of sound-based moves that can be changed to sound type. Hmm. Anyway, that's pretty much all my arguments. Basically, I just really want a sound type, and I'll grasp at any straws necessary. <laughs> Thanks for weeding, anyway. Well, thank you for writing in, uh, Mitch. I will say that I'm not going to predict that there's going to be an upcoming uh, sound type, but as far as fan types go, I think it's a really fun one, and I think that it'd be really neat if it got included in the future. Yeah, I really like sound type, and and I think like sound type is really one of the only types that doesn't exist yet that I feel like could fit in Pokemon, yeah. you know, and that they could kind of retroactively make a bunch of Pokemon sound type with. However... I do think that, like, the main reason the fairy type was added to Pokemon, like, you know, A, like, there there was ways it made sense in a thematic way, mm-hmm. but I think the big reason they added it was to kind of rebalance the meta. Right. And make it so that dragons and fighting types and dark types were less overpowered uh-huh. by giving them a new type to be weak against. Sure. So I don't know if we're getting a new type until the meta stagnates like that again. Right. Until the meta, like, has some clear overpowered types and then they might figure out ways to like make those type lose to a sound type okay you know yeah it'd be cool to see a sound type someday but i don't know if gen 8 is where we're gonna see it i would love that though that'd be really cool no same um what's what's your off the cuff sound type pokemon concept off the cuff sound type pokemon um do you have one Yes, the type combo would be sound ice, and it would be like a pair of kind of wind chimes made out of ice. Ooh, would be nice. the overall theme. Cool. I would have a sound water, and it'd be just like a fish that's also a harp. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, anyway, yeah, cool cool ideas, Mitch. I hope you're right. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, God, that'd be awesome. Finally, our last listener mail. It's from Majora's Other Mask. Okay. Majora's Other Mask says, Hey guys, is it possible for you to do the entire next episode in your Mario and Luigi voices <laughs> with Daniel's Mario and Sean as Luigi? <laughs> You'd get many new subs to your Patreon if you did it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> good good mail. <laughs> My voice would be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Majora's Other Mask. I, <laughs> I don't know about this one. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Like I'm sure it'd be funny, but uh, I it's I I just I don't I'm not really feeling that that'd be a great idea. No, I can't imagine any reality where that would happen. Yeah, none at all. Like Mario himself would have to take over the podcast for this to happen. And I just I don't see. 
Smashing the Theory! Wahoo! Hello and welcome to a Smashing a Theory, the only Smash podcast with the Mario! I'm a Mario! I'm Luigi! I should have said it's a me, Mario! Oh yeah. I, I messed it up already! Oh no, bro, we gotta do another take! Okay, okay. <clears throat> Welcome to a Smashing a Theory, the only theory with a Smashing a Mario in it. It's me, Mario, and I'm a Luigi. Hey, Luigi, how do how do we get to here, man? I don't know. I was in a mansion, and then suddenly I'm here. You're in not this supposed chair. to be there till Halloween. Oh well, you know, I, before I go to a mansion, I always check it out. This is really more of a Peter Laurie <laughs> than a Luigi. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what this episode's supposed to be about, but uh, let's do some uh, corrections. Okay. So in the last episode, Daniel said that he never do an episode with a Mario in it. Well, clearly that was false. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Here. I'm a definitely Luigi, and it's me, a Mario. I'm a Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> This is how Mario laughs. <laughs>, oh, <Mario>. <laughs>, <laughs> oh, you're so funny, bro. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Luigi. So, uh... Here, here's some news. Oh. I was in the Syrup Kingdom, and I said to Princess Waffle, hello. <laughs> God, he told that story like seven times, Luigi. Ah, uh, well, you know, I... Fuck you. <laughs> Luigi! <laughs> if Doug Bowser heard you use that language. Oh, he'd be so disappointed yeah. in me. He's like my weird dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that uh, I, I, I don't like that, Luigi. <laughs> don't, don't call our boss your dad. That, that has weird ethical implications, I feel like. Don't... Don't attach your work to your family. Like Mario, that. I guess I see what you mean. I'll stop. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> no! <laughs> that disrespects our real father, a stork. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember one day I said to my dad, uh, Why are you a bird? And he said... And then he left forever. Anyway, uh, we get paid by the hour and we're very expensive, so it's time for this episode to end. Ah, you know, we're part of the plumber's union. You gotta pay us 500 coins. Yeah. That's a lot of coins. Oh, so many. It takes... That's like 10 levels worth of coins. Or even like 5 extra lives. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's how coins work. Yep. Yeah. If you'd like to know where else you can find us, you can look on any Nintendo Switch. There we are. Yeah, we have multiple games. Even if you don't own any of the games, uh, you know, uh, I'm in there. I'm hiding behind your games. (laughs) And if you want to know where you can find Daniel and Deshaun, they have a Patreon. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the Patreon.com slash Beep Group. Yeah, Beep Boop Group. Beep Boop Group. (laughs) That's... Don't don't put any A's in there. There's no A's in the URL. Oh, mamma mia! Yeah, I I can't I I can't say it without it putting an A in there. Beep, 
boop. A group. See, I can't do it. Oh, you did so good, though, Mario. You really tried. I, I, I did my best. Oh. Anyway, they have a, a special exclusive podcast. Luigi and I are not on the podcast, but... Uh, well, you know, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe maybe next time. <laughs> Starting at the dollar a month, you just give them one a dollar a month. That's like... That's not a lot of coins. No, that's like a two coins, you know, yeah. the exchange right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> The economy, uh, you know, we got the uh, we got the trade war that's happening. Uh, you know, Bowser he's not backing down, so it's like two coins. Yeah, it's 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 a very <laughs> the coin is very weak right now. Oh, uh, you know, oh, it's been so hard. It takes like uh, seven thousand coins to buy a single mushroom. That's so really, you don't pay us a lot of money <laughs> to be on this podcast. Yeah, exactly, we're still going broke on this fucking oh, podcast. Gosh, yeah. you know the uh, but the, maybe... the economies of fictional places they're very inconsistent. Yeah, maybe if Daniel and John got more Patreon subscribers, they could give us some more coins. Oh yeah, you got to help Mario and Luigi get the coins by yeah. paying Daniel and Sean with the real American dollars. Yeah. <laughs> And then I could feed the Yoshi, and he won't die. Oh, Yoshi, he's starving. <laughs> Poor Yoshi. Every time I go home, he like uh, he's like, uh, burr, burr. I'm like, oh, sorry, Yoshi, I got no mushrooms. Next time on the Smashing Theory, Daniel and Sean will probably be back. Yeah, I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Me neither, bro. <laughs> so... They'll be doing an episode about evil 2019 predictions. Oh, wow. I don't know what evil is because I'm from the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, I think it's uh, some kind of video game tournament. Okay, just like uh, Mevo. It's a mushroom, uh, mushroom Evo. <laughs> Anyway, we both predict Mevo, but Daniel and Sonal predict Evo, and you can uh, send them a, a tweet at the Smashing Theory on a Twitter, or you can send them an email at the Smashing Theory at the gmail.com. I'm sure they look forward to reading your emails, especially if you don't send any that gives Daniel the idea to invite us onto the podcast. <laughs> I didn't enjoy this. I'm a busy man. I have to go to the Mushroom Kingdom and uh, jump on some turtles. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, also, Brian the David Gilbert says I'm a war criminal, and that man can eat my mushroom, if you know what I'm saying. Sorry, Doug Bowser. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> If Sean were here, he'd probably say something like, this is the stupidest thing we've ever done on this podcast. But he's not here. No, he left. Yeah. He's having a great time uh, playing Mortal Kombat right now. <laughs> At least he's not playing Mystical Ninja Story Goemon. That the game sucks. If he was, it would be a completely logical <laughs> and excellent choice. <laughs> not he... that I've ever played it, or even know what it is. <laughs> yeah, who's that bitch? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, it's time for us to go on bye-bye. Uh, yes, so, you know, until uh, the next episode, I hope that you have a smashing time. Oh, who's this man? I'm Bowser. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> <laughs>
Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I mean, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> oh, Luigi, you're back. Mario. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Special thanks! Special thanks! <laughs> Daniel and Sean are at the back again! Uh, they say, uh, you know, I go in this, I say, uh, you know, it's time for you to do the special thanks. They say, uh, oh, we'll give you a hundred more coins if you come back. So here and I we're, that, we're fucking desperate! Oh, we're broke. <laughs> special thanks to Lonald! Oh, thank you so much, Lonald. You know, uh, I know uh, Sean talk about me all the time when he sent me letters from Earth. <laughs> Aren't we also kind of on Earth or something? I don't really know how that works. You yeah, know, I'm, like I'm, a, it's, it's like I'm not any kind of a transdimensional scientist, but uh, you know, he sent me letters. He say you, you great, uh, you baby great, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's great. <laughs> thank you, Alonald. A special thanks uh, to Nymph. Oh, thank you so much, Nymph. I hear that you like uh, video games. I am in a video game. I am also in, in several video games. And so you like us by proxy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Anim. Yes. A special thanks to uh, Amy Lee. Oh, Amy Lee, the other day you make such a pasta. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have it. Uh, you know, Sean, he told me he had it. Uh, he loved it. Uh, yes. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently on Earth, where we are apparently not from, it is customary to thank someone for making a dinner every day. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes beforehand uh, you say itadakimas. <laughs> I learned that uh, because, you know, I went to say hello to Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, he another said, uh, dad. He said, oh, we're going to have uh, some ramen. I said, oh, what's that? He said, it's like a pasta, but it's from Japan. Itadakimas. And now I know that that is a fact. <laughs> What's Mario. happening to your voice in there, buddy? I don't want to. <laughs> a special thanks to a Leo. Oh, thank you. know, Leo, when I hear your name, it makes me want to go around. <laughs> Why does it make you want to do that, Luigi? Oh, you know, it makes me think of a lion. What's a lion? Uh, you know, uh, one time you went missing, and I had to go find you by going through history, and uh, there was a lion. I oh, said, oh, hello. That that's, he said, uh, that Ow. sounds like a very poorly made adventure you were on. It wasn't my favorite, you know. I, I really prefer mansions. Those, those, those are pretty okay. And sometimes there's tennis. Well, t- yeah, soccer. So, yeah. Well, well, what's the deal with Waluigi? Why do you always show up? Uh, uh he owes some money. <laughs> you know, he always going, "Oh, Luigi, uh, I know I owe you like twenty thousand coins, but uh, you gotta forgive me." And I'm like, "No, if you come back, I'm gonna break your fingers." <laughs> Doesn't that bitch know we're broke? Uh, I see. He's got to pay me. Yeah. So that I can pay uh, Bowser. <laughs> what? What are, you, what are you paying Bowser for? Uh, because uh, I bet him that, uh, that you know, uh, something stupid, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost the bet. <laughs> Great improvisation, brother. Oh, it wasn't an improvisation that really happened. Oh, oh good. It was, it was a life story from my life. <laughs> and 
a special thanks to a Mr. Cooler Red Luigi. Oh, Whoa, who, hey. who's that? Who, you're, you're a regular Luigi. Who's this cool red version? Uh, you know, I guess just uh, sometimes I, I, uh, you, <laughs> you know, I go into your room, I put on your overalls, I say, it's a me, Mr. Cool Red Luigi. <laughs> Get out of my room. Well, you know, you're always off on the adventures. I gotta go in there, I got to clean the room. That's uh, really fucked up, Luigi. Don't wear my clothes. And then I just, you know, I just see him there. I'm like, oh, maybe this one time I could be like a Mario. I could be a big hero this one time. Oh, I'm putting on the overall. It's a me, Mr. Cool Red Luigi. <laughs> and I feel it's, it's like a primal scream therapy. I feel really good. And I put them away. And then I cry. Luigi, I think you need the therapy. <laughs> <laughs> special thanks to all of our special thanks patrons if you want a special thanks you probably won't get it from a mario nah you're not this one time special <laughs> thanks but uh you can you can go to patreon.com slash beepa group <laughs> and get and get special thanks from daniel and Deshaun. And remember, you know, you try to go there, it's a, a B, E, E, a P, a B, O, O, a P, a G, R, O, U, a P. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for everything you all do. It's, uh, it's good. Mario likes it. And Mario's got to go home now. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, we're really tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, special thanks. Goodbye. Arrivederci. Who the fuck was that? I don't know.